1: Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld here today. Once again, your concierge for Better Living on Cannabis Radio, iHeartRadio, Radio, and wherever else you're picking up this wonderful show with our guest today, Chris Arestis. We're going to get into this healthcare for seniors. Uh, it's such an important topic, especially in today's climate and healthcare system. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Hey, No, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
1: My pleasure. You know, Chris, I know you, you've got you know, numerous years, 25-plus years in insurance and long-term care. You're a healthcare expert. You're, you're referred to as a retirement genius. Um, and, you know, I, I look at this now personally. You know, most of the times, you know, uh, I'm a lot younger. I'm not thinking about these things. But I do have my father who's, you know, 70 years old. You know, I, I, I spend most of my time in two major markets in Arizona and Florida, which are hotbeds for senior living. Um, And so tell us a little bit about, you know, what it is you do as far as this being a retirement genius. Give us a little background.
2: Sure. You know, I, I, my career goes back to early days. I worked in Washington, DC. I used to work in the white house. I worked on Capitol Hill and I was a lobbyist for a number of years uh, for the insurance long-term care industries and did a lot of work with, with legislation uh, across the country Particularly focused on retirement and long-term care issues for seniors. And and what were we going to do to get ready for the baby boomers as they aged and, and, and started crossing over the threshold of turning 65? Well, about 10 years ago, uh, almost exactly, the baby boomers started turning 65. So for a decade now, we've been watching baby boomers at a pace of 10,000 a day turning 65. And we're about to hit now the next threshold where those same baby boomers start turning 75 uh, every day in this country. So you have an aging population that are, are, are really stressed on how to understand what are the best ways to prepare for retirement, for health care, for long-term care costs as they age, because you get into a lot of very unique situations uh, brought on by aging and declining health, that for many people they're not prepared for, whether it's even understanding the differences between the various forms of care, how do you pay for it, what is what is Medicare, what is Medicaid, what does it cover, what does it not cover, uh, and, and what you need to do to take those days on now as they're becoming part of your life.
1: It is tremendously challenging. I, I, I again say this from a firsthand experience, uh, taking care of my grandparents, looking at even an, an elderly sick mom, when you know, and you know, assisted living or in-home care or just medical coverage for your pharmaceuticals, because so many of the, that age bracket are on. At this point, so many different prescriptions. It's it's and now of course it becomes a challenge. A lot of them are relied on, you know. I guess four hundred one k savings or something of that nature, but that doesn't always cover. Especially as you know, people are living longer. Um, you know, these are some of the things that I, I deal with and I, I think about a lot. You know, just trying to navigate the system. Uh, myself being more on the naturopathic side, preventing disease, preventing illness, and not being necessarily. Directly tied into the insurance uh, model, you know, th- that's a whole nother category of those people that I deal with that are older that don't want to be on the prescriptions and they come out of pocket for cash pay, for their own vitamins, their supplements, their organic food, their doctor care, their acupuncture, things that now, thankfully, over the last several years, like chiropractic acupuncture and other alternative medicines have been coming more and more covered. But this is a major issue. As you said, we have an aging population. And then not only is that a concern, but is the next generation responsible or able to care for them? That's a whole other kind of consideration, both emotionally and financially.
2: Well, you're right you're right it becomes it can become a very big burden for families which of course families will take on but but it'll it can hit them suddenly and and what we see far too often is this is a topic that families avoid talking about you know this is not a fun discussion to have with your parents your loved ones about what are we going to do when when we might have to start looking at putting you into a nursing home or, or get home care or or hey, mom or dad, can you can we go over your finance with you, finances and look at your insurance and you know do you have a medical power of attorney in place? What do we do if something happens? So so families really kind of put this discussion off. There's there's an assumption by many that when the time comes for long term care, but many actually assume they're never even going to need it. Right? They're just like, well, that if that day comes, uh, I, I'm going to walk off into the sunset. No one's going <laughs> to put me into a nursing home. Uh, but but it doesn't work that way. And then all of a sudden you're caught in in uh, a crisis situation. Something happens, uh, whether you come home for the holidays after not seeing your loved ones for a while, and you can just see that that how much they've declined since the last time you were together. Or or something happens with a slip and fall, an accident, and all of a sudden now you're scrambling to figure out. Okay, now what is Medicare cover? What is Medicaid cover? Are we on that? Uh, does so what happens with Social Security? Uh, do we have insurance? Does health insurance cover this? Do we have long-term care insurance? What's the difference between a nursing home and the assisted living community? What does home care do? You know, oh, yeah. all these questions, all of a sudden start flying at you. And sometimes, sometimes literally your loved ones in a hospital and they're in the, and they're looking at you saying, okay, well, we're going to discharge in 24 hours. Uh, we're going to move to, to a skilled rehab facility at a nursing home. Uh, you know, w- let's, Fill out the paperwork and get everything together to get your loved one over there. And that's the first time you're ever dealing with any of these issues or questions. And it's the wrong time to be dealing with it for the first time.
1: Oh no, and, and that's why I really wanted to have you on and share this. It's not a topic people really want to talk about or think about, like you said. But again, firsthand, I experienced it and and I mean early in my you know early 40s having to think about all these other factors from my parents and grandparents and all these different things that could impact. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I mean you see these commercials on TV because obviously there is that. Demographic out there, uh, both for the cost of just funeral care, which we're not trying to focus on right now. But at the same time, it's, uh, you know, I just had a dear friend of mine whose health is failing. He's in his 70s, and his one wish is I don't want to leave my home. You know that's his basic thing. It goes, I don't, you know, and so now they have to work on, you know, are those reverse mortgage programs or is there things of value that he can convert that he makes sure he stays in his home and, you know, this is not, and he has to get his children involved and that's again this whole conversation that I know people don't want to (laughs) have. I guess you're having this like you know the birds and the bee conversation with your children. You don't want to, you want to hesitate. Now as you get older, you as kids have to have this conversation with your parents often or grandparents, and it's not fun but like you're saying it's always better to be prepared and to be insightful and to have this set kind of conversation ahead of time versus a reactive you don't know so if your parent slips and falls it just can be a domino effect that you're not prepared for and it's something that again I wanted to have on on today and talk about
2: yeah no and I'm glad to. so so quickly like let's just quickly define some of the you know financial parameters of this in terms of care your your primary forms of long term care at least are going to be a a nursing home, or an assisted living community, or a home-based home care environment. Now, in terms of how that's paid, Medicare will cover hospital and doctor visits and stays, but Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. It will cover 100 days of rehabilitation care, in a nursing home if you've been discharged from a hospital, but it will not continue to keep you in a nursing home. So if you're, in, in, if you're being covered by Medicare, you've got a short window where that coverage is there. Yep. Medicaid will cover people, but it's, it's a means-based system. So it means you basically have to be below the poverty level. And a lot of what a lot of seniors do is they get rid of their assets. It's called a spend down. They start throwing basically throwing their money and their assets away so that they can get onto Medicaid and then Medicaid will cover you primarily in a nursing home. Uh, and then don't confuse social security, which is a retirement benefit that you, you get uh, based on age and what you, your work history is. So those are your sort of your government entitlement programs. And then you you bring up reverse mortgages. There's, which is an example of private pay using assets and, and, the couple of primary forms of of assets that people will use to be private pay which is mostly how you would cover an assisted living community or home care uh, would be uh, either out-of-pocket cash savings investments you can sell your house you could do a reverse mortgage with your home but remember this with a reverse mortgage you have to be living in the home so it can be a good way to access value from your home, which when you use a reverse mortgage, you don't have to make monthly payments back for what you've borrowed uh, right. against your house. That is paid when you leave the home, either because you're, you, know, you move out to a care facility or maybe you, you, you pass away. So that's when a reverse mortgage gets paid back. Another interesting tool that people use are life insurance policies. For seniors who own life insurance policies, there's something they can do called a life settlement where they sell the policy to a third party who will buy the policy for a discount on the death benefit. So let's say you had a $100,000 life insurance policy. You might be able to sell it for 30 or 40 or $50,000 of cash today, which oftentimes will be tax free that you could then use towards your care needs or whatever it is that you wanted to do. So you you have government safety nets, Medicare, Medicaid, social security, And then you have private pay, your own money, your own assets, your home, your life insurance policies, and sorting all that out can get pretty complicated.
1: For sure. Well, again, this is just the tip of the iceberg, and then again, this is really important information for people again of all ages. Because even if you're young and you're hearing this and you're thinking it may not affect you, but it may because it affects your parents or grandparents or you know things of like that. You're not really thinking about right now. But we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna take a, a moment to listen to our sponsors, and we're gonna come back and continue with Chris Arrestes and the retirement guru, and we're gonna Retirement Genius, and we're gonna. You now keep this conversation going it's really important so don't go anywhere we'll be right back this is doc Rob your host here at Concierge for better Living
0: the concierge for better living will continue in a moment
2: elevate your everyday
1: with that sugars feeling with the sweet taste of sugars add a cup of sugars to your morning coffee ah I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, People solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P R O T I S global.com. Produce global. Find plant profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. so it seems like a smart investment. Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at SmartPots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we are back now. Once again, this is Doc Rob, your host, Concierge Better Living, here at Cannabis Radio with my guest today, Chris Orestes. And we're talking about, you know, senior living and, and things to consider as you get older. And, you know, my background, Chris, is I'm, you know, I'm an anthropologist. So I love looking at traditional cultures and, and past history. And you know, one of the things I'm looking at from the past and how it's affecting today is something that you can look at from an example from the Asian culture. And I, I say that because, you know, Asian culture... Uh, from, from most of history was uh, as, the, as the elders would, would get older, um, the next generation would be uh, responsible and take care of them. Uh, and that was kind of the, this model of uh, the circle of life type of thing happening. And now over the last... Decade or two, I would say, with modern, you know, just you know, just modern society, they're seeing in Asia. Not only are they having a baby boomer type of you know experience, but they don't have that infrastructure of of cultural. support and now they're scrambling to figure out how to take care of this whole elderly community with, they don't even have the nursing homes and assisted livings for the most part structurally set up in their culture because that was never needed. Now we're seeing in the U S more and more multi-generational families living together where they be, you know, uh, you know, Families with their parents now moving in, you know, and being cared for in the home, as well as younger kids, college kids coming back. You can have three generations living in one home these days, and it's just just a whole crazy dynamic as we have to sort out this demographic situation as as we're aging and as we're shifting our our responsibilities in our, in our society. It's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and in the United States, it's it's interesting because uh, we are more of a. Um, we, we outsource that yes. function through nursing homes, assisted living communities, professional home care uh, providers. But what's interesting is in the United States, you have about 14 million people receiving some form of long term care every, uh, every year. And in that, you have about 2 million in change that are receiving it through nursing homes and assisted living communities across the country. Uh, and then the rest is home based. And a large percentage of that home-based care actually does come from family members. And, and the difference is in the U.S. what happens is it sort of sneaks up on a family. You think slowly you're just starting to help out more, whether it's your spouse or, or a member of your family, like your parent. And, and before somebody knows it, they get sucked into becoming a full-time caregiver and they don't even realize. it. I've had situations like this where we've done an interview with a family and we've asked you know so is your father independent is he is he living okay yeah oh no absolutely doing just fine here at the house great can you tell us how how does it go with him taking a shower oh he showers on his own no problem i mean i help him get in so he doesn't fall we turn on the water so that he doesn't (laughs) get burned we stand by weight so he doesn't get hurt while he's in there. We help him get out. We towel him off. So yeah, he showers independently just fine. Yeah. And we go, well, that's actually, called an acti- that's actually called an ADL. That's an activity of daily living. <clears throat> and, and there's a sort of a scoring sheet of things like, can you shower? Can you go to the bathroom? Can you make your own food? Can you dress yourself? Can you handle your own medications? Can you drive? And, and if you have two deficiencies, In in that ADL score, two is enough to trigger uh, the benefits from a long-term care insurance policy to trigger uh, the potential benefits from Medicaid and and moving into a nursing home. So people don't realize all of a sudden they become a care provider and they're getting pulled away from work, pulled away from their life as they think that this is just a normal course of, well, I'm just helping out
1: a little bit here and there. Yes. And uh, I have two thoughts on that. One, other families don't necessarily understand what it takes to be that caregiver. So you could be the one on, you know, hands-on and your family members around the country going, oh, you know, it's okay. You're getting to spend quality time. Yeah, but it's not always easy. It's emotionally exhausting. It's time, you know, it sucks up time from your everyday life. It's, it's not as, you know, again, we all, I mean, for most part, I'd want to help family. We love our family, things like that. But it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a stress. You know, I always say that when I talk to people, you know, as a doctor, I say, as much as I care about the patient, um, I'm always one looking out for the caregiver. The caregiver's health is also something you have to think about as well because, it, you know, the people get burnt out. They, they, they weren't trained for this type of role and responsibility, you know, and and again, so it affects the individual that, that's aging as, as well as the family and support st- team around it. Um, a side note to that, I you know, down here, you know, in Florida, I think that's where your base as well. I wish more and more family members were getting involved with their parents or elderly as it would, as it refers to driving. We see way too many people still driving around these days. Yeah, probably should have their license <clears throat> taken away before that. Maybe in a, you know in the next decade, uh, we have you know automated self-driving vehicles. They can get into their car and say, "Take me to the to the doctor's office," type of thing on their own. <laughs> but right now, it's a scary thing. As you know, the, the, our our parents and grandparents are very. Independent. They went through rough times, and they don't want to surrender. You know, you hear all these people sur- complaining about having to wear a mask People are surrendering up, give you up your car keys, give up your right to you know cook your own food or right. you know go to the bathroom on your own. These are big things you, you're giving up without really wanting to or warranting. But um no, that was definitely a, a major concern, and again, something that we had to talk about, and we have to continue to talk about as our population continues to age. Oh, oh
2: yeah, and the defining characteristic of being an American is independence. Uh, without without a doubt, if you were going to sum it up in one word, it's freedom, it's independence, and so there's such a, a reluctance to to admit that you need help, that you're no longer able to live independently, and it is it's a, not only a lot of stress on the person who's providing care, it's a stress on the person who's receiving the care because
1: they don't want to be
2: a burden on somebody else, they want to stay independent, uh, but it's also a safety issue, and I've I've we've talked about this in the coat in the current COVID Infused environment we're living in, there are there have been uh, tens of thousands of deaths at nursing homes across this country. Uh, Close to half the COVID related deaths in this country have happened at nursing homes. Yet, uh, so let's say you're at about fifty to sixty thousand deaths now have have happened in nursing homes, but that's in a population of of over a million people who are in nursing homes. And and one of the things we've cautioned families is is don't overreact and pull your loved one out of a nursing home. If, if the environment is under control, th- these are environments that are very well suited to provide care, to monitor for infectious disease situations, to stop spread. And if you bring a loved one home, you need to prepare yourself to be that caregiver. Are you trained? Do you have the setup? Do you have the equipment to take over being a 24-7 caregiver? And and you know, whether it's it's a COVID related situation like we're in now, or just overall in the fabric of the of the American experience, the, the idea of giving up independence uh, is, is a difficult one for people to, to get their arms around. And once they do, then the details, all right. How are oh, yeah. you paying for it? What's the right care? Where do we go? You know, people think, well, I'll just it just gets covered. I'll just go to some nursing home, I guess, or or you'll never get me in a nursing home, I'll just stay home. And and there's a lot of details here and a lot of reality to it that once you're confronted with it, it, it can become overwhelming. And that's the kind of thing that we're always doing is working with families to help point them in the right direction, help them sort through what's the difference between the types of care, what what are the best forms to access. Who are the right professionals you want to be working with? What are the right financial programs you want to be accessing? Is it Medicare? Is it Medicaid? Is it a reverse mortgage? Is it a life settlement? Is it a combination of those things? Those are the things that we focus on to help families get the best outcome for the situation that they're trying to take on.
1: Yeah, it's really important. It's a great service you guys are offering. Um, I want to shift a little bit because one of the things in this conversation that comes up a lot is pharmaceutical costs. And one of the things that I look at is how many prescriptions the average senior is on by the time they're 65 and over. It's become somewhat quite ridiculous, in my opinion. I mean, I'm a, not so much a believer in that model to the nth degree. Um, but the idea that, and just because we're you know on cannabis radio, we see a lot of seniors and a lot of baby boomers uh, looking towards uh, cannabis therapeutics and cannabis products these days as an alternative. And I've actually had a lot of people. You know, I've had some people I talk to get off. Prescriptions and prefer prefer to take cannabis products, whether it be CBD only or uh, even full spectrum, or even some that has THC. You know, it, 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 I'm not judging one way or the other. It's, it, each individual has their preference or, or comfortable level. But you know, that's something that we're seeing a lot now. Um, is that something that you're seeing a lot too within your the senior communities? A little bit more aware, openness. I mean, obviously, some of them were, you know, born through the '60s and you know, living through the '60s and '70s, and some of them were. Hippies now reinvented, but you know, is this something that you're seeing as a conversation piece, even with insurance about the use of medical cannabis going forward?
2: Yeah, the well, what we what we've been watching is the the use of cannabis related products and delivery systems uh, for seniors has doubled in the last three years. I'd say we're we're looking at five six percent of the senior population at this point is a, has, in terms of, you know, polling statistics, is, right. is using in some form. <clears throat> and and certainly we do agree that there are benefits, uh, but seniors also have to be careful that they are not self-diagnosing That's and true. self-administering and making decisions to say, well, you know what, instead of taking this heart medicine, I'm going to use a, a alternate a, a cannabis derived alternative and putting themselves into into a bad position unknowingly. Uh, we're, we're, we're seeing uh, uh, the, the positive benefits certainly in relieving pain, relieving nausea, helping seniors sleep. but seniors do need to be careful uh, about self- diagnosing, self-prescribing, and making, Uninformed medical decisions where they would abandon uh, their prescriptions for a, a, a marijuana alternative without any basis in it other than going by their gut.
1: I uh, totally uh, agree with you. Know, you. No, I totally yeah, agree with you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why I said it's really responsible consumption, no matter what the substance <laughs> is, is key, uh, especially in this category. I really wanted just to make that a point. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break. I love this conversation. It's, again, much needed, very important. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back after this last break and wrap up with Chris Arrestus today. Uh, really enjoying this conversation. So don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your host and Concierge for Better Living.
0: The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Sweet
1: sativa
0: your business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Empire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, Cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for Better Living. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we are back once again, our final segment of today's show. And again, an important topic, talking about seniors managing their care. We're just getting into a little bit of the cannabis uh, potential role and benefits, but also concerns. As it pertains to this demographic, and I appreciate our guest today, Chris Arrest, is talking about this and sharing his over 20, 30 years of insight here. It's really important, as I said, we have an aging population. We have a lot of chaos occurring right now in general in our society. And to have some thoughts here about planning and preparing and rational decision making when it comes to senior care and end-of-life care and all these different things is so so important. Um, from again I do a lot of time just teaching and educating and, and, and helping people understand these things in the sense of you know there's no perfect way for everyone but there's a lot of options out there. And it's important whether you're talking about insurance or other policies or uh, talk to experts in those fields. When you're talking to alternative medicine, talk to experts in that field as well. So um, it's really a, a good resource. Where can people learn more about what you're up to or, and learn more about these options or maybe get some ideas on how to prepare better for them and their family?
2: Well, uh, I'm the president of a company called LCX Life, where we uh, help families with uh, financial transactions around uh, their life insurance policies and, and, and long-term care planning. Uh, as well as, uh, I have a uh, endeavor where I'm known as the Retirement Genius, or where I'm where I'm out educating and publishing and and, and talking to seniors and their families. Uh, about these issues. And we have a website called retirementgenius.com, uh, where there's a wealth of information, videos, articles, a, a host of categories, uh, including uh, what they should know about medical marijuana for seniors. We have a whole range of of information that uh, they can access on retirementgenius.com
1: awesome. Again, that's important to have those resources. And you know, again, this is where we see is not ending anytime soon. You know, again, I just laugh at when I, my grandmother, you know, rest in peace, uh, was a cigarette smoker since she was 12. At an 85 or 86 year old, she's like, uh, what do you think if I tried some cannabis? And I'm like, you're welcome to try anything you want, grandma, you've earned it, but let's do it responsibly. Let's take a good quality product. Let's do it, start low and go slow and see how you respond and how your body." Reacts and you know, it's, it's you know, keep. I'm mean, again, thankfully, I, I always say this all the time. I'm grateful, I, you know, my family had me to be. I came home to help them because of that. They need that patient advocate, they, not just a doctor, but someone that's going to help them work through these decisions and these options and these challenges. And uh, you know again, I, I don't wish on anybody out there, but if you have resources like this, like you're offering, Chris, which is great, please, people out there, listen, take the time and read the website, go through this, ask questions now, because you might be unfortunately put in a situation where you have no time to make those decisions. We're very limited time to make decisions. And instead of being reactive, it's always better to be proactive. And that's kind of, you know, the message of here. We're, we're hoping to work together to have a better today than yesterday and to be prepared for a better tomorrow than today. And I, again, I really appreciate that, what you're saying. I mean, Chris, this is important stuff and I hope to have you back as we keep updating, you know, on things shifting, especially with COVID, with nursing home options, with cannabis and, and, and seniors. There's so much of this, that's really important to to discuss and to to keep on the, on the conversation going forward.
2: Yeah, I mean there's there's we've barely scratched the surface of oh, what there sure. is to talk about um and and I'd love to come back and and spend more time talking to you always happy to do it. There's there's a lot to talk about. There's the things that families should be should be doing to prepare in advance there's what you need to know specifically about the government entitlement programs, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, private pay options, reverse mortgages, life settlements, veterans benefits specific for veterans of foreign wars, uh you know what really do you need to know about nursing homes, assisted living, home care, what do you need to know about long-term care insurance? I mean there's just so much we oh can talk gosh. about this
1: forever. Yeah. Forever, we didn't even get know. into veterans care. I mean, that's a whole other ball of you know, wax or know It's just crazy. Yeah. Veterans cares a whole show on its own probably, but yes, Chris, yep. it's been great to have you on. If all our listeners out there, if you have questions around these topics, you know, go to retirementgenius.com or shoot me messages through social media questions. We'll have Chris back on, or I'll get to the answers. That's what we're here for. And again, I appreciate you, Chris coming on today and sharing your insight. We'll definitely keep the conversation going, uh, both on shows and online. Thank you everyone at canvas ready for making these types of shows possible. And all you listeners out there for tuning in, uh, Asking your good questions, staying up on this talk, kind of information, uh, sharing these shows, and just taking good care of yourself. That's the most important thing. And so, with that, I'm going to say goodbye for today. And uh, again, wish everyone, as always, all the best in health and happiness. This is Dr. Rob, your concierge for Better Living. Be well.